Welcome to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, staff and parents to find out what it's really like. Every week, we'll be talking to one of the members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. And today, we're talking to Emily Appleton, an alumni of the school and now a professional tennis player. In this episode, you're going to hear all about Emily's professional tennis career and being a Sky Sports scholar since leaving Hobridge. We'll hear how the school helped to mould her into the athlete she is today, and we'll hear all about dealing with failure too, something that can be beneficial to us all. Tracy Clark Sullivan takes us into a conversation with Emily. So come with us as we step inside right now. We're joined today by Emily Appleton, who's an alumni of Hobridge School and now a professional sportswoman. Emily, tell me what sport you're involved in and how you got to your current professional status. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I'm a professional tennis player. I'm embarking on the pro tennis tour. I started playing tennis when I was three, so pretty young. Um, my dad played growing up and uh, was a professional. He beat Ivan Lendl when he was younger wow. and was, yeah, was very keen to get me into the sport as well. And yeah, I've just never looked back really. Just loved it ever since. Gosh. So you went, you're playing when you're three. How do you go from that to turning professional? Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up until about 12. So all through my primary school at Hobridge, I played many, many sports. But then at around 12, 13, I decided that I would home in on tennis. And that's when I started to take it a lot more seriously and travel abroad a lot more. OK, and then from there, I'm just intrigued. How do you get on a professional tour? Do you have to apply? Do you have to start winning? Uh, no, you just you can just decide to do it. Um, you have to play professional tournaments and that's what I started doing at sort of age 16 17 and then the more wins you get the higher your ranking can go so I'm currently just trying to keep getting wins under my belt and get my ranking up. So it must have been a pretty tough year I'm thinking with Covid and all that kind of thing. Covid yeah really hit hard for us tennis players. I was actually in Brazil at the time when Covid struck and they cancelled all the tournaments so I had to quickly find a flight home from Brazil which was very difficult at the time uh, and very expensive and for about six to eight months I wasn't able to compete on the international circuit which was a real kick in the teeth. Um, so I'm just sort of starting out again now. I just came back from my first trip away in about 15 months. Wow. How did it go? Yeah, it was good. I actually won another doubles title. Um, Brilliant. So, yeah, good trip. Fantastic. Now, um, you're a Sky Sports Scholar. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I applied um, to get on the Sky Sports programme in 2017. And I had to go through a pretty lengthy interview process, uh, which was very scary, but uh, rewarding at the same time. And then I got chosen middle of that year alongside 11 other incredible athletes from all sorts of different sports and up until December 2020 I was with Sky and they helped not only financially but they gave me media training some work experience I got mentorship from them it was just an incredible experience and something that I'll always have with me and cherish and I've made a lot of friends and yeah contacts with it as well. So how much training do you have to do? I train five to six days a week. I do try and do two on-court sessions a day, both lasting hour and a half or two hours. And then I do one or two gym sessions per day as well. So it's pretty intense, probably about six hours of training per day. And then there's mental training on top of that. So yeah, they're, they're long days, but very rewarding as well. And then it means that when you get onto the tournament circuit that you feel really prepared. 
So I'm figuring it's a fairly arduous life. Um, looking back at your Hobridge life and your time there, do you think any of that helped you to set you up for your current career? A hundred percent. I, as I said earlier, I did a lot of sports at Hobridge. I think I played netball, hockey, I ran, played rounders. Um, yeah, so many different sports. And I think that really shaped me to be the person I am today because it meant that I am pretty agile. I can adjust to lots of different things. And I think it also helped my tennis because it meant that I didn't take it so seriously when I was younger. And therefore I've really enjoyed it as I've grown up rather than having the potential to burn out early. And sport is is about confidence, isn't it? An awful lot about confidence. Did you find that the school helped to build that up? And you I mean, obviously, if you're a three year old and, and you're playing tennis, you're 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 gathering some confidence from that. But actually, as a person, because there's an awful lot more to sport these days, isn't there? Yeah, there's so much more to sport, and I think the Hobridge was really good for that. I had a lot of really nice people around me. I made a lot of friends, obviously, and just being able to play sport with them every day and just be around yeah like-minded people and sporty people and being able to play in a team with all my friends was yeah massive for me and, and I think it's so important at that age. What about tournaments at school did you always shine or did you learn how to lose? <laughs> uh, tennis wise I think I I did participate in the tennis tournament I think the yearly tennis tournament um, but yeah no I just enjoyed playing the other sports to be honest tennis was never really like at the forefront of my mind uh, during my time at Hobridge but yeah it was nice to just mix in I'm a real team player as well so I loved playing team sports uh, with all the girls there so yeah really enjoyed it. So you didn't whop anybody at uh, tennis at Hobridge you didn't just floor <laughs> I them think, all? I think maybe I did but I can't really remember <laughs> it was a long time ago now. <laughs> so is it a lovely feeling representing a school you're obviously very happy at Hobridge school um, is it a lovely feeling when you represent your school uh, when you go elsewhere and you you play sport? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed my time at Hobridge. Um, a lot of great memories from there. And it, yeah, it's so nice to just be able to rep whatever school you go to, um, you know, for the rest of your life. So I'll always be a Hobridge alumni or whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's a privilege. Did you have any favourite places at school that you used to hide away or, or places you love being? Uh, to be honest, I feel like I was just trying to play sport whenever I could. So during break times or lunch times, I was always just out with my friends, I don't know, running around on the field or whatever. Um, I was very active when I was younger. So, yeah, just being outside, I think, was the best part. What about the sort of academic side of it? Because obviously sport you, you adore. Did you find that people were able to give you a balance there to be able to say, well, you're not just going to, you know, if, you, if you're not good at sport, you might need other things. Did you find that you got good advice? Yeah, absolutely. I think the academics were great at Hobridge and it set me up well to go to my next school, which was Guildford High School. And I think it really gave me a strong backboard to, to go there and go into a secondary school. So, yeah, I can't complain. Sport's obviously not always up. There are some downs as well. How do you deal with those? I mean, you're talking about the sort of mental challenges. How do you try to deal with, with not exactly failure, but when you lose sometimes and, and obviously the arduous life on the road, really? It's really difficult. I think losing and being on the road is very hard and I think it's something that's underestimated massively. But you can't get better without losing. You have to take the good with the bad. And I think I, I can learn a lot from whenever I lose because um, I reflect on it and I can talk with my coach about what happened and then we can work on how to get it better for the next time. So I think actually, although it can hurt at the time and it does hurt, it's always for the good in, in the long run. 
And what's the sort of difference between you and the top at the moment in terms of how are they so good and, and you are where you are? What makes that difference? I think a lot of it is down to experience. I'm still 20, only 21 and a lot of the uh, top pro players are ranging from like 26 to 28. So I have a lot of time on my hands, which is a good thing and more experience to gain. And I think the rest of it will just come with practice. You know, I work super hard in the gym and on the court every day, but I can always get better and I can always have things to improve on, which I do. So just trying to work on those day in, day out is what I'm trying to do at the moment. Hard life, really. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It's uh, definitely underestimated. People think that we hmm. just go away for holidays sometimes, but that's not the case. So what drives you then? What what motivates you? Honestly, just like winning and the feeling of putting everything out there and coming away with a win or winning a tournament is incredible. And also the opportunity to see so many cool places that I wouldn't be able to go to without tennis and meeting so many amazing people. I have friends all over the world. Um, honestly, I wouldn't change that for anything. So yeah, it's very special. So if you went back to uh, Hobridge School Assembly and you were standing there and you were you were talking to um, young Emily's, what would you be saying to them if they have aspirations to be professional sports people? I think dream big. That's uh, that's the thing I would say is dream big, but accept that it's going to be a long journey nothing comes quickly in life and you have to work super hard for it and enjoy the ride as well because um, there's going to be ups and downs but you've got to take the rough with the smooth and just enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it then you're never gonna get anywhere really so uh, yeah I think that's the key message I would try and get across. Obviously you played a lot of sport at Haybridge do you, does it, is there anything you regret you didn't do at school you go back and think oh I wish I'd just done that it would have been great. Honestly, I have no regrets from Hobridge. Um, I really mucked in on everything. I think I did every sport under the sun. I did academics well. I did sports well. I did, you know, arts and crafts. I can't think of anything I did not do. So, uh, yeah, no regrets there. <laughs> you're quite sickening, really. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you're bad at, Emily? <laughs> Please tell me there is. Well, I'm terrible at music. <laughs> oh, phew. Thank goodness for that. We won't ask you to sing then. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay so um talking about the future so where what's your ultimate goal where are you going to I'd love to get into the top 100 in singles and or doubles uh in tennis and that would mean I could play in the grand slams I did play in the junior grand slams so I played all four of those which was a real honor and an amazing experience but yeah I would love to get there in the senior game so that's that's the end goal for me and if somebody was describing you on Sky Sports, what, what would they would they say? She's a hard hitter. She's got a fantastic backhand lob. What what do you have? What's what's your speciality? My best shot is my serve and my smash. I have yeah wow. big game and my forehand is pretty powerful. So yeah, I'm known as being an aggressive player and someone that likes to come forward. And I'd also like to just express myself on the court. It's uh, yeah the way I like to show my creativity. Hmm. And so do you have to, as you get up the ladder, obviously you have a coach, but do you end up having to have agents and sponsors and all that kind of thing? Does that, that is starting to come towards you? I do actually have an agent. I uh, recently signed with one. Um, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. And now they're just trying to help me source sponsorship deals and stuff but it's all pretty new so yeah just taking that day by day but um yeah no really grateful for that and I get along really well with all of my coaches so yeah 
Life is good. <laughs> a bit scary, though, all of that kind of agents and contracts. It is scary, but it's good. It's been a good experience for me to learn how to communicate with them and read through contracts. And yeah, just another wow. stepping stone in, in my journey as a tennis player. Does it put more pressure on, do you think, or not? No, I don't think so. I think they're there to support me and they want the best for me and they're there to try and help me and I'm there to try and help them as well. So it's a mutual thing and I think, yeah, so far it's working out. Brilliant. A um, little bit of controversy in tennis at the moment about people giving media interviews. I know you were talking about your Sky Sports, they were teaching you the media. Um, yeah. Do you enjoy that side of it or is it something that you think, oh, I just wish they'd all go away and just let me get on with my tennis? Um, it swings and roundabouts. I personally don't mind it. Most of the time, I actually quite like the media. It's something that I'm interested in going into after I finish with tennis. But we get a lot of abuse online from betters and gamblers after matches. And that's not a nice really? part of it. Yeah, after every match, we'll get abuse and it gets very personal and they threaten your wow. family and things like that. So you have to deal with that on a regular basis. And Sometimes the media can ask pretty not very nice questions. So, yeah, I am definitely have mixed views, but I feel like as a sports person, you have to just accept that that's part of it and you just have to try and not take it personally. Gosh, I didn't know about that. So is that, that if they've bet on you and, and you've lost or they've bet on the other one and you've beaten somebody else? Is that Both it? ways, yeah. They either wow. bet on you to lose and if you win, they send you hate mail and if you lose but they wanted you to win, then they send you hate mail as well. So... It's all fun stuff. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, well, we better tell the little Emilys at school, Highbridge School, that they have to look out for that as well and, and presumably toughen themselves up to all of this. So, so is there anybody you look up to? Is there anybody you'd like to be? And you say, well, that that's the player I aspire to be. I actually don't have a specific role model. I've, I've never really looked up to anyone as such because I feel like I like to just focus on myself. But role models for me are my parents. You know, they have taught me my ways and how to go about life. So they're definitely strong role models for me. And also tennis-wise, I do look up to a few people uh, because they play in a similar way to me. But I don't, yeah, I don't have a like a specific one as such. Right. Well, all I can say is I wish you huge luck for the future. Thank uh, you. And no doubt that Hobridge would like you to come back, perhaps with um, one of those nice sort of shiny plates from Wimbledon. That would be quite nice to take <laughs> back and show That would be quite them. cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> maybe well, one day. Well, if you don't do that, maybe you'll be on the other side of the net asking the questions. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> Marvellous. Well, very good luck and thank you very much indeed for talking to me today. Thanks so much. So that was Emily Appleton, former pupil and now professional tennis player. A big thank you to Emily for joining us on this episode of the podcast. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with the school, just visit hobridgeschool.co.uk and the staff will always be happy to help you. And also, don't forget that if you haven't followed this podcast channel yet, then now is the time to do so because then when each episode is released, you just get a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.